people. Ladies and gentlemen, we are welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militant and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yes, indeedy, lady. That bat, that sheep can only mean one thing. Another episode of the Conspiracy Farm is underway. I am, as always, your ever faithful co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Wilson, running shotgun with my co-host this time. No technical difficulties. He is here, ladies and gentlemen. UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militant. How are you doing this evening, sir? Well, I'm doing good. And, you know, we've been around long enough and had enough prestigious guests um, that I feel like we're accomplishing something. We're, we're talking about some very important subjects, but... Tonight we have our first return guest, which means obviously he's pretty important. Well, he's not exactly our first return guest, but he is definitely important. Let's not forget about our boy Jason Goodman over at Crowdsource the Truth. But ah, yes, yes. yeah, we we definitely uh, it's okay to recycle our guest here because he's definitely has a lot to say. Man, he's been kind of chopping it up on his Facebook, going live with him and his wife, which entertained me a great deal last week. As you know, the news on the whole Florida shooting broke. He is. Honestly, quite frankly, Pat, he is our highest rated show thus far. Highest viewed show. Former Russian Spetsnaz instructor, badass, really cool cat too, man. Really humble. Sonny Puzikas is joining us once again. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good, Jeffrey. Thank you. Well, it's always... You know, I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I think it's important to not say he's our highest rated guest. Otherwise, he's going to ask us for money. Yeah. <laughs> that may definitely come in <laughs> well, time. As you mentioned it, Pat. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, we're gonna Patrick. Plug, we're going to plug. We're going to plug the hell out of your training stuff. How's that? <laughs> Sounds good. That's good enough. All right. Well, man, it's it's good to have you back, brother. I mean, there's there's so much going on in the world. You like you asked like you know like every a lot of guests like what are we going to talk about? And with so many guests like yourself, it could go so many directions. But I know you've had a long day, my man. You got up at the crack of dawn, or what, whenever you got up and hit the road, and you've been on the road all day. So I definitely won't keep you too long. But <clears throat> you and your your wife went live last week on um, the the Florida shooting, and after that happened. You know, give me your thoughts, but man, because you you know, you it, it's very interesting how that whole thing played out. Um, from the moment it happened, we had rumors of second and third shooters, rumors of crisis actors, you know, and now we're, you know, again, we're finding out, you know, FBI dropped the ball, local police dropped the ball. What are your thoughts on that event and its possible political ramifications? You know, events like that, I mean, when you look at the history, you know, from, from, from the highly publicized events like, you know, be it Columbine to, to, to Sandy Hook to Virginia Tech to, to, to Orlando to Las Vegas, which nobody talks about Vegas for some strange reason lately. Uh, and then this, this, this shooting in Brevard County in Florida there, you know, it's, if, if there are a few things in common, I would, I would like to mention, uh, kind of like an order of importance. Uh, each one of them ends immediately, immediately. I think some of the shooting victims may still be alive, maybe not even in the hospital, still in the ambulance, but immediately where the talk goes is gun control. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting now, it's been, what, a few weeks since the Florida shooting, and there's been a little discussion about the actual schmuck who did the shooting, but 99% of the talk, you know, being given to 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, whether they are from that school or the actors, 
you know, we, we, we may never know. Uh, it, the, the microphone is being given to them to, to basically become a voice of the nation about the fate of the 100 million gun owners in this, in this country. Uh, you know, four weeks ago, we were talking about that generation uh, eating pots, tight pots, you know, and, and, and now they're basically determining the policy. I find that funny. Uh, another thing in common, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of also interesting to watch, is the, the you know, interesting... Can you guys hold just for one second? Just one second. Absolutely. Somewhere in here. Just one second. Thank you. Sorry, I just arrived in, in Camden, so I'm pulling into a parking lot of this one facility that I will go after afterward and talk to. So another thing is... You know, everybody is throwing out this, this shit of, of, you know, why you wouldn't give up your guns to save one child's life. I would like to ask 100 million users of Zoloft, uh, Adderall, and other substances, would they give it up? Nobody's talking about it. Nobody. You know, like like somewhere, somewhere in between the lines it's mentioned that, you know, he might have been... That may, may have had some psychological, psychiatric problems or whatnot, but it's being pushed away, and let's ban this scary rifle. And uh, another thing that nobody's talking about is fucking changing how we're raising our kids. You know, it, it's, 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 I don't know any of you guys, Pat or you, Jeffrey, have you been in that part of Florida, specifically that part of Broward County? Yes. Yes, I have. And uh, if you have interacted with young people there, <laughs> uh, I don't know how else to put it, but it's, 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 yeah, there's, it's a, I'm sure there's a lot of good kids. There's a lot of, but it's, but it's, but it's a bunch of entitled brats. It's a cluster. <clears throat> you know, and again, that's, that's, I don't want anyone to misunderstand that somehow it's, you know, it's, that, that this shooting is less significant because those kids are, you know, no. coming from certain, you know, no, it's, it, it's not the point. The point is that there are a lot more things in common than just guns being used in killings. Right. A lot more things, and they are a lot more significant, a lot more the root cause kind of things versus what we try, what, what the progressives are trying to address. Right. And, you know, you bring up a good subject, and I talked about this the other day, Sonny. 20-some years ago when I started teaching kids karate, you know, I was teaching classes of up to 90 to 100 kids. And during that time, 20-some years ago, parents would bring their boys to me. And, you know, when they'd come in and, and do a, whatever, a week of free lessons, we'd do that program with them. And then the parents would sit with me in the office and decide what program they wanted to go on, how committed they wanted to be on. That is the main focus here. Why is your boy here? Why do you want him taking more part? And a lot of times the would say, you know, he has trouble focusing, he's hyper, he's this, he's that. And he's, you know, the doctors put him on medication. You know, what type of medication? Prozacs, the Zoloft's, the Ritalin's, the, you know, you, you go through the list. And The SSRIs you know, at the end of the day, the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which almost all these shooters are on. scary, scary, scary stuff. The psychotropic drugs that they're pounding down these children. You know, kids are five, six years old taking this stuff, man. Yep. And I tell, and I, I, I encourage the parents out there who have their kids on this stuff. Look, I'm not pointing a finger. There are kids that need to be on something. I get it. But 
why are they the way they are? We have to look at processed foods. I know what processed foods did to my body. I know how it destroyed my body, and I know how it messed with my thinking. Once I cut, it, cut out all processed foods, my thinking cleared, my body healed, I was good to go, I was, I was fine. So people have to understand that once I started to heal from getting off processed foods, um, what, what happened was I posted on Facebook about the changes in my body, my thinking, my breathing, my arthritis was gone, everything was gone. And I had numerous parents posting saying, my kid had autism, ADHD, you know, all these different symptoms, all these different problems. They were on drugs. They took them off the processed foods. They fed them only uh, stuff that, you know, was fresh from the market. And all their symptoms went away and the kids healed up and they took them off all the drugs. People need to understand that there's an underlying situation here with processed foods, big pharmaceutical, all these issues that are going on and mental illness we can heal ourselves guys we can heal ourselves we can heal this nation but it's got to take education and the, and we can't rely on the mainstream media to do the education to fix this situation but it, it does suck how they do control the narrative bro because just as your son was going to bring it up and i was going to ask you have you heard anything in the reporting you hear about his mental condition but clearly, you know, he was prescribed stuff like it's always attributed to like Sonny said, they just go after the guns. And like you're saying, they don't speak about the the causation. You know what I mean? It's always it's always just about the gun. Whereas, you know, man, that the SSRIs and the correlation between all these shootings and and these drugs, I just it's derelict. They're well, derelict yeah, 90, in their duties 90, to not 90, bring it up, to not talk 95, about it. Ninety five percent of all the mass shootings in the past 20 years have been at the hands of people who were raised on psychotropic drugs. I saw the nightmare coming when I saw them as children, not being able to function, dumbed down, numb to the world. And I knew that once they became adults, either not being able to afford the prescriptions, being taken off their parents, um, you know, insurance, all the other stuff, that the world was going to come at them in massive ultraviolet rainbow colors and they were going to freak out. No, it's absolutely, you're absolutely right, you know, and, and what Pat was talking about, you know, switching the way you eat, switching the way you live, uh, becoming more active, uh, actually starting to pay attention to what you put in your body, not only as far as food and, and, and pharmaceuticals that you use for problems you may have, but, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not going to jump on the plane that, you know, like, like, like absolutely no vaccinations and all that. Do a freaking research. What's in it? Why is it they don't tell you what's in it? Why is it that companies cannot be sued if something happens? You know, do research. I think as parents, that's our responsibility first. No, absolutely. You know, but it's being pushed, pushed, pushed away, and schools make decisions, and then the policies are being <clears throat> being put in place to where if you don't vaccinate your kids, they cannot go to school. You know what? Homeschool them then. Yeah, that's an option that would too. Be a very positive change overall. <laughs> certain states like Missouri give that uh, give that religious or medical or certain exemptions, but no, and you're absolutely I was right. very good. I was very good about about the uh, about the homeschooling, and we're 100 percent into that. And you know, we're parents that people can point fingers, do whatever they want, but you know, we didn't vaccinate our children. Uh, we have children who are very healthy, have not gotten sick. I mean, when they get sick, when everybody else has strep throat, the flu. Uh, the whooping cough, the this, the that, the hardcore pneumonias, everything else. Dude, our kids are coughing a couple times and going to school. Right. And this has been this has been a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Four, four they don't get sick. Every once in a while they get sick enough where 
you know, I think their breathing's bad enough. All right, I'll pull them out of swimming because their coach is a, a, a former Navy SEAL, and he and, and they're swimming miles per night. And they go, you know what? They're not breathing good. Eh, I'm going to keep them home. But that's the difference. My kids' immune systems are are powerful. They're the way they're supposed to be. Well, and, and I'm glad we're having they're this. Not, of course, they're not chemically altered. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm glad we're having this more kind of macro pulled back kind of conversation because I think it's uh, it, it's very important to not so get caught up in in just so much the political rhetoric that gets thrown around. Because I think it, it's a this this almost goes back to our first conversation. Um, I, I re-listened. I, I listened to it a lot because I you know I really get a kick out of Sonny Man. He's a really cool cat, and obviously Pat love you too. The, the, the pussification of our men, you know, the social engineering aspect of all of this. I mean, to pull, to sit back and really kind of see it from a larger perspective of look at what they've done to the males. You know, uh, you know right. one of our old guests on look at what they've done. The social engineering has done to the homes, remove the father from the homes and then, you know, they pussify the boys and then increase the prison population. I mean, the drug. I mean, it's just in like you said, you know, um, a, 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 we're hopefully going to have a town hall meeting. And I was talking to a gentleman, hopefully we can uh, put this together with about school shootings and the opiate epidemic. And he's like, they're two separate subjects. I'm like, sir, no, this, not at this, all. the same doctors that are prescribing opiates haphazardly are prescribing, you know, like you said, Ritalin and Prozac and all this at seven, eight, nine years old. So they're very much so combined. So, I mean, I think. And, and, and that's your spot on. And I, I had a, a my oldest daughter who was. 15 now when she was in gosh i'm thinking fifth fourth or fifth grade she had acquired a tick for some reason because of the pressure from swimming she was swimming for a navy seal the guy expects kids to perform, right? <laughs> yeah um and you know she's got and eventually she came out and told me at age 14 you know she looked at me and said do you know what it's like to live in your shadow okay so she mm. i think she over pressured herself you know, and I was always the guy that look. I lived that. I fought. I won a world title. All the all the garbage that goes with that. Yeah. I want. I didn't. I never wanted to be that dad. You know. So everything was. Look, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and and know you did yourself, then you can sleep at night. It's simple. Did you do your best? That's all I care about. If you took last place but did your best, that's all that mattered to me. But it, but but ultimately, she was putting undue pressure on herself. She had a Navy SEAL for a coach and a UFC world champion for a dad. So she put pressure on herself, right? And I can see so that. So the thing is is <laughs> right? Is, <laughs> exactly. I, but but I but I but I had a teacher during parent teacher conferences say to me that, you know, she's got a nervous tick, she has trouble concentrating this and that. You might want to consider putting her on some sort of, you know, um, pharmaceutical and I looked at her, I looked at the teacher and I went stop right there. Don't ever say that to me again. Ever. The teacher says this, not even a doctor, a teacher. Jesus. Don't ever open your mouth to me again. And this was the same teacher who said, your daughter got a B in math in my class, and she's just not an A student. And so I made sure her next year's teacher in sixth grade in middle school, and I told, I told the teacher Jesus. the story, and I said, look, her fifth grade teacher said she'll never be an A student in math. Can we maybe change that narrative? And she said, I'll do my best to do that. Whatever, whatever I have to do, I'll do my best, and I won't give her an A. She'll earn it. So the next year, sixth grade, she got an A in math and was very proud because her little sister's open house was going on at the school she used to go to and took her report card back to her old teacher and handed <laughs> it to her. I got an A in math. 
How's that look? That's and good. I looked at the teacher. That's she good. looked at me, and I went. I winked at her teacher. I said, "Don't ever friggin' put my kid in a box, right?" And that's what I was thinking. So, you know, don't, we have to we have to understand that we have to embolden kids to be themselves, to be great, all that sort of stuff. We have to tell parents about the the loopholes, the, the the nightmares of putting your kid on these powerful medications. If you if you don't believe me, take some Ritalin. Take some Ritalin and see what it does to you, and then we can no, talk. No, Pat, let me let me let me say that a personal story. You know, I actually did it on one of my life live 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 videos. You know, a few years ago when I was in a bad place in my life uh, for a year, I was on a certain medication. I think it's uh, I cannot pronounce it right, but I think it's called Bilbutrin or something like that. Right. Bilbutrin. Yeah, there you go. Um, I pulled the gun on myself twice. Yeah, yeah, I I get it. Yeah, I time. get it, dude. I didn't pull. I didn't pull the trigger. I'm I'm very rational human being, you know, and I, uh, I can tell you right now that that it changed the way I process information. It changed the way I looked at the problem solving. Wow. It me. It 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 changed the way I dreamed. It changed a lot of things. It, it rewires your brain. Sleeping patterns. Yep, and that is considered one of the softer ones. I mean, that's what's happened to these kids, dude. Jesus, dude. That's what's happening to these kids at like five, six, seven. Fuck, man. And by the time they're 18 and can make the decision of, I don't want to be on it anymore, their brains are fucking just completely altered. Rewired. They're rewired. They're done. Gee, man. You know, and and that's what I said. You know, some people will say, well, you know, your example does not necessarily fit into the equation of, you know, you providing reliable data. You know, you know, data is, is like this. Whether you're processing information for a specific outcome or you're processing information or so-called data or, or, or stories or experiences to absolutely get to the truth. And the truth is very simple. People on these medications don't act themselves. It even yeah. says, and the doctor even lets you know, it increases suicidal yeah. ideation, period. Yeah, that's the thing. That's yeah. the warnings with all these drugs. Why would you... Why would you take something that increases suicidal inclination? Again, this this goes to my, you know, I, I co-host a show called The Conspiracy Farm. I think it has a lot to do with Agenda 21, and this is just one of the subtle kind of soft weapons that are used to just take people out. It's t- to destroy America, the youth, everything else. They're weaponizing the youth. They've weaponized the illegals. Look, we have up to 30 million illegals in this country. They've been <clears throat> weaponized. They, we know that they're registered voters, up to 100,000 in one state, 200,000 in another state. They've been voting, okay? Uh, when you add up and all the states of illegals. School kids. What's that? Yeah. Now they're weaponizing school kids who will be voting. Exactly. So here's what's scary. That's... They're using them as political tools. So you have to see into the future, and you have to understand that they are weaponizing the youth who will be voting soon. Two, three and years. And suddenly, suddenly the Second Amendment is abolished, and they come for the guns. Well, this old guy's not giving up his gun <laughs> without a, a, a serious fight. Look, one, one of the one of the teachers down there when she was, you know, being, you know, reported on. She, I, I think it might have been in the the chat in the Oval Office, but I'm not sure. But she had said, we don't want to arm teachers with guns. We want to arm them with ideas. And I immediately thought of Sonny in our last conversation about violence and people who are just not prepared for violence, imminent violence. And, you know, as this guy's going through with an AR, your idea 
will do nothing. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. not saying our, yeah. that means arm all teachers, but this this almost like Sonny said earlier, the pro- soup cans at him. This progress <laughs> or milk cartons. This progressive or leftist notion of the world we want to live in, as opposed to the way it is. Is it's a huge, real huge disconnect because we're almost speaking two very different languages. No one wants the kids to die, but you know how do you? You know what, Jeffrey? This is not just disconnect. This is this is. I think this is much more sinister than disconnect. I think this is. I'm sorry for language again. No, this is pass away. This is virtue, this is virtue signaling of saying that I care for the kids, I care for our future, and all that. While the main agenda is. Take the weapons away. Why? Exactly. Let's see. The, let's let's look at the history. of What happens when guns are taken away? Okay, guns. You know, firearms are. You know, they're not for killing. They have a purpose that's expressed by individual. Weapon itself never killed anybody. Okay, it's the individual behind it who determines whether it's going to be killing in the name of self-defense, killing right. in the name of oppression, authority, or or, or, or psychiatric rage, or whatever exactly. the case might be. You know, but uh, where is that compassion? Where is that love? Where is care about lives? How many lives would be lost if they try to enforce weapon ban? How many thousands in this country would die, if not hundreds? I mean, it's not even knocking the cops, but even knowing that understanding of once an emergency is reported in the cops' response time, you're talking about up to possibly 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes. Jesus. tell me both of you who are trained in firearms tell me tell me as both of you guys who are well trained the damage that can be done in five to ten minutes when when you describe well trained Sonny's on a different planet as far as well trained I I I know how to fight I'm a caveman (laughs) in comparison with Sonny Sonny knows tactics that are far beyond mine but look it doesn't take tactics it doesn't take firearms Take a reasonably fit man who's enraged because he has whatever fucking chemical they gave him to tell him that it's going to help him. Put him in the classroom with 20 classmates and give him a baseball bat. Tell me yeah. after five minutes what's the result. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, and that's it's the thing. It's not about that... firearms. It's not about this. They no, it's not. Sense. It's not because, not because they talk about, they talk about, and we can talk about this, is, you know, they talk about assault weapons. There's no such thing as an assault weapon. Uh, we can talk about a baseball bat, and I hit you with a baseball bat, and suddenly it's an assault bat. I can run you over with a right. truck. Suddenly it's an assault truck. Okay, so so it was a, a fictitious name made up by liberals to demonize the Second Amendment rights of Americans to go after the weapons, to take the guns from people. And it is... And here's the thing. Now let's move forward. Let's move forward. Because earlier today, a teacher barricaded himself. Ironically, the timing is impeccable. Barricaded himself inside of his classroom, locked his students out, and fired his weapon. It didn't apparently hit him. It didn't hit anybody else. He just shot his weapon because he was angry. So the timing of it, right after we're talking about arming teachers, wow. is very, very interesting. I'm just going to say that. I haven't Look, heard about this one. I haven't. This that sounds straight out of like out. Monday Night Raw or something right there. That this, just... Dude, this is the most garbage move by the globalist I've ever seen in my, in my life. If you're <clears> biting <throat> on this one, you're a fucking moron. Sorry for my language. 
That's all right. No, don't be. That's that's actually that's actually very soft diagnostic. I will have to I'll have to check that out. I know I don't want to keep Sonny too much longer, and I know I had a couple more things we wanted to talk about. So, you know, again, alluding back to our last conversation, we we were kind of at, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but we were kind of ahead of the curve on this, you know, collusion, delusion, et cetera. We didn't necessarily know full on that the <laughs> FBI had been weaponized by the DNC, et cetera. But just as we had said in the last uh, episode, Russia, 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 this Russia thing. In my opinion, again, going for a more macro analysis of it, this demonization of Russia goes beyond the U.S. beef with Russia, NATO, and the NATO encirclement of Russia, Belarus, Estonia, Ukraine, these other countries, and then enter China here in the next few years. What's larger going on, Sonny, as it relates to Russia? And what is the Russian perspective? I'm not saying you like you have the pulse of all Russians, but what is the Russian perspective over there of what's going on here um, so two-part question, what's your, what do you think the role is of Russia, NATO, et cetera, the encirclement of Russia, and the perspective over there of what, well, what's going the on joke, here? The joke is, you know, the joke is, uh, the, I saw the meme, you know, with the map of Russia surrounded by NATO bases, and then uh, the caption said, look at those Russians, how close their borders are getting to our bases. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it, you know, when we're talking about aggressive Russia, expansionist Russia, we should probably learn to look at the map and look at where the expansion is going and, and from which direction in, and in which direction. Now, <laughs> the Russian perspective of that, they laugh, but they laugh uh, somewhat worried. They laugh somewhat worried, and here's why. Uh, yeah, Russia is outnumbered by NATO and all that stuff. You know, understand this. You can push the beer, you know, that big brown Russian beer equivalent of Grizzly for so long, Eventually, you will get him out of his little cave. They say there's a thousand ways to get him out. There's none to get him back in. <laughs> and the, 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 the thing about it is this, you know, it, it's not it's not taunting, you know, taunting and, and, and it's not like, you know, saying, you know, Russians are tough, Russians will fight and all that. I mean, look, <laughs> uh, Russians are not evil people. They're not evil people. But for some reason, the whole globalist agenda of, of truly vilifying specifically Russia, specifically Russians, you know, dehumanizing the whole nation, dehumanizing people that, that everything they do is evil. Everything they do is to harm this perfect democracy that we have, you know, to, to affect our freedoms, to install the new Hitler instead of the Hitlery. You know, all this other stuff. And, <laughs> and we look at that, and I don't know what, what the end goal is. I really don't. If, if, if I knew I, I, would, I would say it without reservation, I don't. I suspect it's not nice, it's not good, but I really cannot speak for what is the end game. But so, so say we had, so we had our, our Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, uh, indict 11 or 12 or whatever it was, 13 Russians collu- or, you know, involved in, in tampering with whatever the, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar, did, made a couple dubbing no, companies. It was, it, was, it was mainly, it was uh, money laundering, racketeering, and, and banking. Can you imagine that? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's one of those. Why now? That's what I'm saying. It's so absurd. Like, and I even posted something. I think you might have responded. Like, and we even talked about this last time. That the numbers of times America has has intervened in the last eighty to one hundred years, whether it's election or economics or assassination, is absolutely absurd. So this, the fact that they're even calling something out that they all do is just kind of weird to me, but it all kind of goes into the vein of demonizing Russia still. So I don't know. 
It's it weird. Is. And, you know, I, I think partially, again, some people will say that was Russia is maybe, you know, the, 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 the nation that's kind of rejecting globalism and, and coming back more towards its Christian roots and so forth and so forth. Maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. I think I think a lot of it has to do with how strong of a leader Putin is and where is he heading and how he's changing the geopolitical situation in the world. He absolutely Not is. I think since we last talked and he's we've had we, we've talked he's about this, ambassadors have been killed. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N. died, and like the guy that was shot, the U.S. ambassador to, or the uh, Russian ambassador to Turkey was shot. Like on tape, like so much has gone down, and I've been like, man, I said the same thing you said. Like, man, Putin is really. He's a G man. He's a gangster. He is not impulsive. I mean, he's he has all the reasons in the world to really kind of snap all off. Out. All planned out. It, 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 it seems so. It definitely seems so. Um, and again, I hate to keep going back to our last conversation, but again, we were prognosticating what's going on right now. And Sonny, you said once Syria goes, watch Iran is next. And here we are. They've kind of backed. Of course. They've kind of backed of off course. Syria, but Iran has been in play. Like, what do you think? Like, what what are your thoughts, both of you guys, on? Kind of that, the kind of the back off of Syria. Yet still, stuff's going down. An Israeli fighter jet ahead, was shot son. down. You can, you can, you can explain it because you, you can explain it from the, the Russian yeah, and look, American this mindset. Is Putin said. This is this is why Putin took a stand in Syria because he understood that once it goes to Iran, it's going to be irreversible. Syria is somewhat manageable situation. It's fairly localized, as, as horrible as it is. As many people are dying there, as much as our media exaggerates shit that they get from white helmets and, and other British implants, it, it doesn't matter. The point is Syria is a controllable situation. It's a similar conflict. If it would go to Iran, and this is where it would go after Syria is done, you cannot control that. This is too big. This would more, more than likely evolve into nuclear war. And so that's this, why Putin put a stop to it in Syria. The most this recent upper global. This turns into a global conflict quickly once the Iranians get involved and we start hitting Iran, right? Yes. Yes. This without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, the, the recent uprising there, it seemed to me, was just like a, an Arab Spring all over again, but it was quelled rather quickly. What are your thoughts on the recent uprising that went down in Iran, and do you think we're going to see more of that? No uprising. Okay, uh, let's, 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 let's... Organic let's, or manufactured. Let's, let's do, yeah, it's managed. It is, it's manufactured. It's absolutely manufactured. Is there some dissent in Iran? Of course. It's a freaking authoritarian, you know, hardcore Muslim country with authoritarian regime, with the religion regulating every... Of course there's going to be young people that watch Western TV, that get the information, that see the different ability right. to live and express themselves. Of course there will be a happy... Of course there will be dissent. The way it was projected... As this, as, as this was some new, you know, orange revolution in Iran and all that bullshit. There were some unhappy people, like there always will be everywhere, even in democratic, quote-unquote, countries. But of course, in the regimes like Iran, of course, okay, when we change Iran to, dem to democracy, you know the only democracy in that part of the world that's true democracy? It's Somalia. How is that working for us? <laughs> wow, that's a sad those state of affairs. Those, it is. Those countries... Because cultural backgrounds, because of religious tradition and all that stuff, they never will be. They never will be democracies or republics or anything like that. It's not going to happen. They, they need a strong dictatorship-style leadership for those countries to function. Look what happened after Qaddafi went down. How is Libya looking right now? Right. They, it was not a, too good. It was a deliberate, a deliberate move in Libya to arm 
extremists to move weapons into Syria, into Iraq, do all the bullshit. People, the, so Sonny, you know, look, we're being looked at doing a show with you for the second time. A guy who's a, a Russian Spetsnaz Special Forces soldier and now currently a U.S. citizen. You know, people are looking at us, looking at us, and I'm ready for Robert Mueller to, to snatch me up because I'm doing <laughs> a on, podcast man. with a former Russian citizen. But, but Matt, you know, you are, that's your end on every list. Right, right. No, we're good. But here's the thing. Here's the thing is that, you know, at what point do Americans understand that the American intelligence community armed and funded extremists? There are pictures of John McCain meeting with the extremists. Mm -hmm. Al Baghdadi is in the pictures. Am I right, Sonny? Yeah, we the same. Yeah, we talked about this last time. Yeah, we've talked about this. Look. He's in the pictures, okay? He has has a short beard. He's got his head shaved, and then he grew it out later on while he was leader of ISIS. Look, he's a CIA plant. We know that, okay? Anybody that will argue that with me is a moron because there's pictures of it on CNN, right. okay? Yeah. It's, it's, well, you're, you're a moron. Which, which, which jail he was kept in, he and someone near Basra in Iraq, what? At what time he got out and what contacts were made, people can do research. It's, it's available information. It's not on the first right, page of some right. Google search for, for specific reasons, but you can find it. <laughs> so it's not even it's not even an argument. We're we're right on that. We're 100 percent correct. We know what happened. He's a CIA plant. He was put in place to run this terrorist organization to destabilize the Syrian government, to run pipelines and everything else across uh, the the country. And not only that, but it killed 500,000 people and displaced millions into Europe and other parts around the world. This is a criminal act. And this was facilitated by the United States State Department, the last administration, Obama, Hillary Clinton, all that. And I think that I think that most Americans, at least a good portion of Americans, woke up to that fact of, wait a minute. ISIS might be actually a tool of the American CIA. We funneled money through NATO. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I think that. I mean, that information is just becoming so much more mainstream. It's it's really it's really difficult to even deny it anymore. I mean, it's not even a conspiracy theory. You Look, have and and even Sonny Sonny Sonny, you would agree. Sonny, you would agree. Um, Look, you know the leader of Russia is not um, necessarily a innocent human being. I mean, that guy eliminates anybody that's a globalist that's against him. When people infiltrate his country, and you know what? I actually look at Putin, and I say, you know what? That guy's not fucking around. He's protecting his country against globalists. When the globalists sneak in and try and try and cause trouble and meddle in Russian affairs, he gets rid of them. Well, isn't that what he's elected by his people to do? Exactly. Protect his nation. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Look, you know, when you asked when did Americans will wake up, and, and here's the thing, you know, I think this is one of the biggest scams in history where patriotism somehow has morphed into worship of the government and justification of government's actions. Blindly. Sorry, but I don't think that's what made I, I don't think that's what patriotism is, you know. But in this country, through media, 
through advertisements, through everything else, that's that's what it morphed patriotism. The love for one's country has morphed into justifying what its government is doing no matter what. And until that's going to change, we may receive that information. Most Americans may look at it and go, maybe something is wrong. But don't you dare to say that my country is guilty. And this goes back to what we talked about in the first episode, quite frankly. And I've heard it described as extreme tribalism, whether it's, you know, cops on one side, the other side on the other side, Republican, Democrat, Crips, blood, whatever it is, man. It becomes this like if I'm on your side and I know you fucked up, I'm not going to go out and throw you under the bus just because our tribe has to maintain tribe. You know what I mean? It becomes this like where we just, you know, whatever scenario it becomes. You never want to jump out or speak ill against the circle or unless you be you know, thrown outside the circle. So and I see that happening a lot, man, when we call it cognitive dissidence, cause, you know, confirmation bias. People like what's going on now. People are going to swear to Russian collusion to the very fucking end, regardless of what, you know, when Rosenstein said like no Americans wittingly colluded that 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 phrase squashed and put an end to not officially, but people who are thinking realize, okay, that includes well, whatever. They're, they could still come up with that stuff, but they'll still swear by it. The other side or whatever side will still swear by it to the end. Cognitive so dissonance. I want to go ahead, go ahead, Sonny, and then I'm going to read something. Oh, well, that's, you know, the progressivism. I don't even call it liberalism anymore because I don't think that classical liberalism is anywhere near what this has become. Uh, I think it's actually the service anymore to call it liberals. They're not liberals. They they more commies. They more progressives. They leftists. Whatever you want to call. It, but I don't think that liberals. It, it's an insult. I know some truly classic liberal people that I, I listen to. They thinkers. They 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 examine. We may disagree on some social issues, but they they still they still are guided not by religion of their agenda of their ideology, but the. But the religion is the truth. The religion is objectivism. Yeah, and not so not so much anymore on the left. It's people not- don't people don't have their opinion. Their opinion has them, and they're not looking for information. Yeah. They're looking for affirmation for what they already believe. Go ahead, Pat. Very well put. No, I just I just saw a video earlier of a scientist and a biologist and other scientific experts explaining that gender is actually controlled, you know, scientifically. It's not a mental decision where you feel like you're a man and you suddenly want to become a woman. It's, it doesn't work. And there was a storm of problems at this college where they stormed out and went berserk and started breaking windows and all kinds of stuff, and the cops had to come in and arrest them. Look, the disconnect with reality, folks, is is real. But... Here's what's even more important is the surveillance on Americans, all right? And look, given the given the time that we've done this show, I'm pretty sure we're being surveilled, okay? And uh, well, so for whatever... we might as well collectively, all of us, all three of us, say hello to NSA right now. Hey, hello. How's it going, hey, NSA? Right, right. No, they're listening. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, a, guy, a guy comes on and posts on a, a, group, a group chat that I'm part of says, hi, I'm a developer at YouTube, and I've come here to warn you about something the development team has ordered was ordered to do from the higher-ups in the company. Currently, Internet users are flagged in the system based on Google and YouTube search histories and websites visited. We compile data and user information about the sites that are most visited and most frequently come up with a personality profile. 
we have set categories up for this. One of these categories listed is high risk. We are usually in, uh, who are usually internet users who frequent conservative message boards and websites, view YouTube videos, and also monitor other such areas of the internet. Right now, 4chan users are heavily monitored, particularly those of you who frequent POL. We collect a lot of your data and about you, including where you live, where you work, and many other things you'd be pretty shocked to know about. We compile this data and share it with certain government groups and independent think tanks, such as the Southern Poverty Law Center, the CIA, NSA, and FBI collect vast amounts of this data as well. Now, while you shouldn't, re- now while this shouldn't really come as a surprise to you, I think that you may want to take heed of this: that Google is sharing some of this information with leftist groups, whose goal is to destroy the lives of these people who fall under these conservative groups. These groups are unseen for the most part and go under pseudonyms yeah. to conceal their identity. So people have to understand. Look, we know we've known that this has gone on for a long time, but this person who's part of the internet teams that that are monitoring us admitted it. They, somebody sent that to you personally, or you just saw that, found that? No, no, it was sent to me personally. No, this is. I, I mean, I I have no doubt whatsoever. You know, there there's simple experiments to be done. Me and my friends and Megan, we've done some interesting experiments a little bit, you know, uh, you know, your phone is off, it's, it's laying somewhere, you talk about something, uh, next day you get advertisement for what you just talked about. We tried interesting oh, yeah. things on purpose, and we did get that. So look, as far as privacy, if you have any ideas, any illusions that you somehow can be a gray man and live in privacy, Shit. I have news for you. You may want to call me. I'll give you some very cool things about what it would think. <laughs> yeah, and that would be a lot. And this, and we, and I want to, and I want to get more into this conversation with like Sophia and AI and blockchain and everyone's digital footprint being used to like profile them in so many different yeah. ways, dude. Because it's going to be able to start to begin able to to begin to predict our behavior based off of our digital footprint, which is even scarier. Yeah. So look. Your privacy is non-existent. It doesn't exist. Yeah. If you've taken a naughty picture, they have it. They know you have it. Yeah. Okay? So don't stress yourself about that. You know, there are things that we can go, what we can do. We can we can petition Google for not to do that. Do you think it's going to work? Do you think it's going to change anything? It has less chance than a gun ban. You yeah. know? So uh, to me, it's, there, 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 you know, it's called being pragmatic, being called pragmatic. It's very uncomfortable because you have to admit certain defeats. You have to admit that there are certain things that are not under your control, not anymore. We allow the collective, the state, to take so much of the power yeah. that it's going to be either very cold and bloody to take it back or it's going to be a very, very long process. And so far, I see it only moving in the opposite direction. And, bro, and I... So, and, you know, be pragmatic and which stakes can you take? How can you protect what's yours? What can you do if and when something happens? As far right. as otherwise, you know, I'm going to get rid of the phone. You have a car, right? Do you think they don't know every step you go? Yeah. As long as you have anything, any electronic component... Anything you digital. Do, yeah. You can be trapped easily, easily. This is simpler than most folks think, and it's done on a much bigger scale than most. People I mean, if, if you look at the you look at the story of Michael Hastings. The, no, I'm just yeah, a, yeah the, the the guy who had his car hacked. Just fools and competent people. Well, I mean, you yeah, know, the, the digital. I can find the killer. You know, 
tax. You know, IRS agents cannot find people that haven't paid taxes in 10 years. You know, mostly for government people that work that are incompetent. Why? Because government has relatively low guaranteed salaries. The truly competent tax people, they work for private firms helping truly rich people to avoid paying exorbitant taxes. You know, so that's the good news. That's not to say that it's not going to change. A bunch of A students working for C students is what it is. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. In in the liberal college mentality, the wards of the state, the professors who have been wards of the state, working for tenure, no matter what they've done, right or wrong, they get they they achieve tenure. They they sit back and they profess their their liberal yeah. leanings, and they and they talk about how great it is to take care of their fellow human beings, and that their fellow human beings deserve <laughs> to be taken care of. When in essence. Um, when I feed the zoo animals, they're used to humans feeding them, their fellow humans, and they never actually look for food themselves. Okay, that's <laughs> it's the simplicity, the simplicity of of how things work is astonishing to me that people don't get it, and it is it's either complete, boy, I tell you what, complete ignorance, or a very deliberate lie which is half and half. The, uh, yeah, the, I think it's a combination the of the echelon, two. The upper echelon is lying to gain control of those. It's the non-producers gaining control of the producers and enslaving them. It's It's yeah, got to stop. Know. It's got to stop. It's, it's just got to stop. And that's where, look, I was not a Trump guy. I was not a Trump guy. I was a Rand Paul guy. Rand Paul was for the Constitution 100%. Same but here. Same here. The, the more Donald Trump gets attacked by the media, the more I know he's the right guy that stands up. His tweets every day, his his deadpan humor of wrecking people is beautiful. I mean, look if you look <laughs> at and, and, all, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump completely to a different subject. When you look at Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff's eyes. They are on some. I'd love to get into their friggin' uh, medicine cap <laughs> and find out what those freaks are. Oh, I mean, look at them. Look at them. They're complete lunatics. I, dude, uh, Nancy I'm Pelosi at any moment is shaking like dice. You saw her at the State of the Union address, dude, and she just looked. Maniacs, dude. I didn't maniacs. know whether to look at her or put a wallet in her mouth because she was seizing. She'd swallow <laughs> her tongue. Best, one, of the, one, one of the best memes I saw Nancy Pelosi during State of the Union. You know, and had that picture with her tongue in the side of her mouth. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. This is what this is. This is this is what happens when you when you confuse your Prozac with preparation. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. what I was going to do is post post pictures of all the mass shooters with their eyes the exact same way as Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi, and post them all next to each other, and basically say, "Look, they've got something in common, don't they?" Yeah, Moon bat. Moon bat. Adam shit. Yeah. What yeah. There is some serious problems going on, folks. And look, somebody's gotta be the politician that stands up and goes, Look, we're not gonna talk about guns. We're gonna talk about mental health. We're gonna talk about pharmaceutical companies. We're gonna talk about processed foods that are destroying people. And that's where the conversation's gonna go. No more about guns. I'm not here to discuss guns with you. Right. We could discuss trucks. If everybody was killing people with trucks, are we really going to talk about trucks? No, we're not right. going to talk about trucks. We're going to talk about the people who are sick, who are driving the trucks. So the person that picks up the gun and kills people, look, I get it. Nobody wants a weapon to be purchased by someone who's mentally ill. 
but why are they mentally ill? You're not smart enough to look into why somebody's mentally ill. Well, it, 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 not to interrupt you, Pat, but the, the, role the, the, the role the mainstream media plays, they didn't tell us that there was a shooting in Texas and the person who stopped that was a concealed person who had an AR. He had his own AR and stopped the other person who was shooting with an AR, which was clearly underreported because, you know, we have to, like you said, it has to be just solely about the gun. But, uh, man, we could honestly go on forever. I don't want to keep Sonny long time because I know he's busy. Any closing thoughts, Sonny, um, in any social media we can follow up on you for, you know, see what you're up to, my friend. And your training. Your training. And your training. You guys keep doing what you're doing. More people need to talk about this shit, about this, about food, about, you know, the pharmaceuticals, about education. Uh, you know, like I said, get away from just, you know, what do we do about guns? Don't worry about guns. Guns will be around. Uh, as far as training, you know, I travel, I do my shit all over the place. Uh, uh, my website is pretty simple to find, sunnypuzikas.com. Uh, with the same name, you can look up on uh, Facebook. You can look for training concepts on YouTube and Facebook. And information for training for all the other things that I do is, is relatively easy to find there. But when we get this show on the road, man, we definitely want to come by and see what you're up to, man. That would be uh, that'd be big fun for me. Love to film some that'd training. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. Any closing thoughts, Mr. Militich? No, I'm just honored to be able to spend some time with Sonny. Sonny, thanks for taking the time, brother. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep up those live posts. I got quite a kick out of you and your wife last week doing your live posts, man. Comedy, a little bit of comedy, but still very insightful, man. Sonny Puzikas is definitely the man. Sonny Puzikas is taking the time, man. Former Russian Spetsnaz, as well as my awesome and ever faithful co-host, Pat Militich. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned, everyone. There will be more.